Radio Influence. Podcasting redefined. Hello and welcome to Instant Pretty Podcast. I'm Talia Keen. And I'm Abby Kiefer, your host of Instant Pretty. Today we are starting our wedding series. So I thought this was a cool idea to do. It's wedding season and we are going to do a five-part series uh, about weddings. Really everything from photography to what else are we doing? Hair and makeup. Hair and makeup, bridal boutique, um, fitness. Some venues and some decor. Correct. And then today we're going to be talking about skincare and lashes for the brides-to-be. This includes what to expect and most importantly, the timing of each service, which is like, you know, when to get it done. Should we do it a couple days, a couple months before the big day? So let's get started with lash extensions, Abby. This is my expertise. Yes, it is. So why are lash extensions a great choice for brides? Um, well, they're not just just for brides, but brides, it's great because it's one less thing that you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about your strip lash popping off at the altar when you're saying your vows. You don't have to worry about it throughout the night. Right. It'll make you look natural, especially um, for brides who are more into like a more natural look and that aren't used to wearing a strip lash. It's a good option to have that you aren't going to look, you know, like somebody somebody that you're not. Um, but that being said, you can go as full and crazy as you want with them. Right. And I think it's good for mascara, too, that yes. you're, you're replacing mascara because I don't know about you, but I cry at a Budweiser Clydesdale <laughs> commercial. You better believe I'm crying at the wedding. For sure. <laughs> so it's good to not look like a raccoon. No raccoon eyes. You don't have to worry about the glue popping off. Right. And I, I also think that it's great in f- photography mm-hmm. because it really opens up the eye. And most makeup artists these days know how to work alongside of right. the lash extensions. And you, again, you don't have to worry about that strip and the mm-hmm. heaviness that you can feel. The lash extensions are always really nice and light and natural feeling. Totally. So what are some common questions brides usually ask about lash extensions? So we see a lot of brides that come in that may have never had lash extensions mm-hmm. before. So walk them, walk us through the process of what you say with the brides when they do come in? I mean, I would suggest them coming in a little bit before the big day. That way they can kind of get used to them or um, build up a look. You know, if they're wanting to do a more dramatic look, then we can start them off with a more natural look and kind of see what fits them. Um, But, you know, they ask like, are these waterproof? Will these withstand me crying? Will these withstand me, you know, dancing the night away? Um, But yeah, I wouldn't say that there's any like real bride specific questions about lashes it's more so you know everything expectations yeah in general so we do recommend starting out with a classic mm-hmm. and when we're going to talk about time frame which is really kind of our next question so we can kind of lump this into this existing topic uh about a month six weeks ahead of schedule i think is that that's ideal would you agree with that yeah i mean we never want to talk about getting a reaction but it is a possibility so you know god forbid you come in three days before your wedding to get your first set of lashes and right you know you're one of the possum yeah you're one of the few people that have a reaction to it that's not ideal so i'll if whenever a bride reaches out to me and asks me i'm like you know let's come let's come in a couple weeks maybe a month month and a half before that way you can get them on see if you like them right and then, you know, play around with it, 
because they're completely customizable. So if you're like, all right, we get them, we get the natural look. All right, the natural look that I thought I wanted isn't really what I wanted. So let's do a little bit more. You know, just coming in a couple weeks ahead of time allows for more like wiggle room and room to change things around. Right, and so when you say the natural look as well, that's a classic, which is generally, well, would you agree that that's a classic, your one-to-one mm-hmm. ratio? So right. one lash per lash. So depending on how many lashes you have will depend on how much drama you can achieve by just a classic. Mm-hmm. Some people have lots of lashes to work with. Yeah. Um, and it just takes just having that, you know, darker extension and longer curl and so forth. Um, but I would say most people, if you agree, settle into more of a hybrid for wedding right. day. So it's good to start out, kind of to repeat ourselves, start out with a classic. You get to acclimate to how to care for them. Mm-hmm. And then your next couple of sessions, which you come in generally every two to three weeks, then you can start building up that look. Because really, the the more volume you have, the m- better it'll show up in right. photos, I think. And a lot of times people come in with no makeup on. But they need to realize that you're going to be hiring a professional makeup artist who's right. going to be using like a not super heavy makeup, but, you know, you're going to be wearing a lot more makeup than you normally would. So sure. it's nice to have that balance with the eyes, too. And so um, with this said, talk about the shapes again of because on our very first episode of Instant Pretty, we did a whole Lash 101 episode mm-hmm. that you delved into all the details. But since we're now in this will be our 14th or 15th episode, revisit the different looks that will give you an open eye look or the cat eye. Talk all right, about so that a little bit. if you were to come in and never had them before, I would suggest doing what's like a natural sweep where it's small, shorter in the inner corner and then gradually gets longer and then right where your eyebrow naturally arches. So this one's really great because it's completely customized to your bone structure. Mm-hmm. Right where your eyebrow naturally arches will be the longest and then it will taper it back down to a a shorter length on the outer corners that's where i start all my clients like i said it's completely customized to you it's very flattering for your eyes um from there if you wanted to look more awake if you wanted to look have like the appearance of a bigger eye then we would focus the length more inwards Mm -hmm. in the center of your eye kind of tapering so the length will be in the center and then taper on the inner and outer corners to a shorter size Mm -hmm. um if you wanted to do a cat eye which is a very common request yeah um it would be just like the natural sweep where it starts off small gradually gets longer but instead of it being um the longest at the arch of the eyebrow you would tape you would um continue the length to the very end so it'd just be like gradual to the end right um okay so that's nice um so let's talk about one thing i wanted to talk about outside of the the service itself is what like what they can expect for like wear and tear. Um, And this will actually lead me to the honeymoon Mm -hmm. section. But so for example, how long is it going to take for a full set? Let's reiterate that. All right. It'll take, I would say set aside two hours. Okay. Is pretty normal. I mean, if you're going to do a classic, it might be a little bit shorter than that. If you're going to do a volume set, it's going to be a little bit more. But two hours is pretty um, standard, and that includes, like, consultation, going over what you want. You're going to sit there and um, talk with your lash artist, explain what you're looking for, what you're not looking for. They'll explain some things to you. Then, you know, you'll get set up with the iPads and everything, then the whole entire process, and then aftercare. Okay. So set aside about two hours. And so you need 24 hours of, uh, 24 to 48 hours of not getting them wet. Right. So you want to prepare for that. And that includes heavy exercise such as sweat, um, hot yoga, or I always say orange theory or Mm -hmm. cycling, something along those lines. And also, um, 
you want to make sure to schedule your spray tans around this. So if you're getting a, if you're getting married and you're getting a spray tan, either do it before, a couple of days before your lashes or a couple of days after. I've had some people that come in post, immediately post spray tan. Right. And we put the iPads on their lower lashes um, and then you go to peel them off and it takes off right. the spray tan. So, you know, schedule that accordingly too. Any waxes, facial waxing, you know. So be specific, like as far as the spray tan goes, you want to do maybe six hours after the spray tan or a whole day after the spray tan. Okay, so if you're going to get your spray tan and then come get your lashes done, I would wait until you shower. So if, you know, if you're getting your spray tan on a Monday and then you can shower that Monday night, I would schedule your lashes for maybe Tuesday. Okay. Um, And then if you're going to get your lashes and then a spray tan, I would probably wait a full day day and a half at least because they're going to be if you're getting a custom spray tan or even if you're getting a booth you know they're going to the the mist is going to spray over your eyes and you don't want that to affect the curing process right and it could yeah it could lift your Mm -hmm. your lashes up and out and then it would be nice you know because if you were to get your lashes on and then get a spray tan immediately after i don't know i would just want I would just recommend when you're able to rinse off rinse off the spray sure. tan to wash your lashes. So I just think you should plan accordingly. Right. Absolutely. I would never, I mean, honestly, I would put the kibosh on someone that wanted to get their lashes done and then go immediately spray tan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just say, no, yeah. no, you either have to do one or the other just because if you really want the benefits of both services, right. just listen to your professional in that respect. We're all very versed in the wedding experience mm-hmm. at Lash Boss Studio because we see a, a good chunk of brides come through or brides to be come through. And so we know to even reverse engineer the timing of it all. Say you're getting married mid-May, um, that's a month from now or so, then we want to say, okay, are you going somewhere? Are you going to a destination wedding? Or so do you have travel days that we have to consider? Or are you getting married down the street? Mm-hmm. And then from there, we do about two to three days out from your wedding. Would you agree with that? Yeah. So for the actual final lash. And then from there, we reverse engineer back as to when we start seeing you for your first initial, your touch up in between, and then your final product. And then, you know, you can start it closer to the wedding but i have a client maddie who's getting married in november and she's already taking you know her engagement pictures she's having her engagement True. parties her bridal showers like all these things that she wants to look pretty for so we've been able to play around with right you know she doesn't want her lashes to look the same at her engagement party that she does at her wedding yeah true so we're we're playing around with things a little bit which right. is fun. And it's part. a lot of timing. But also, I mean, your professionals can really help you structure this. But this, mm-hmm. obviously, this is to give the listener kind of a ballpark feel about how they're supposed to prepare mm-hmm. for these types of services. Um, let's talk about the honeymoon because I think this is important to talk about because if you are going – we have all kinds of different scenarios. Lately, for some reason, I've had a lot of people going to Europe mm-hmm. and they're going for more than two weeks at a time. They're going to maximize their time over there. Um, or I've had clients that are waiting to go on honeymoon or they're just, you know, going to maybe uh, on a cruise or Aruba for four days. So all of these ty- different types of scenarios will play out how you also and when you get your lash extensions mm-hmm. and if you continue lash extensions after. Yeah. You know, if you if you love them, which 99.9% of the people do then you usually continue with them. But say you're going to Europe for a month, I often will suggest people 
let their lashes kind of wear a little bit and then we can do a lash lift on them before they leave mm-hmm. because if you go to Europe for a month I mean you you may there's a good chance you're gonna have like four lashes when you come back right um typical wear on lash extensions you know you need to come back every two to three weeks for a fill so if you're going for a month I'd say by the time you come back you might not have that full of a look but you know that might be better it might be better to um get them on earlier in the year or a couple months before and then that way you can build up your attention you know if you're True. if you're going to come in and get them just for your wedding like a couple weeks before you're not going to know the best way to take care of them True. so you're not going to have that best retention um i have some clients that can go through you know, three closer to four weeks without needing a fill. So it really just depends. But I agree with you with the the lash lift might be better if you're going to be gone for a longer amount of time. Um, but you can swim with the lash extension. So if you're going on a tropical right. honeymoon, they're great for that. Um, you know, you just want to rinse them off after you come out of the water, chlorine or salt, so they don't have a chance to dry. Yeah, you can just take a like a bottled water yep. and put it in your hands and just kind of make sure mm-hmm. that the lashes get separated because they actually will stick together. Right. The fans will close and stick together. And I always laugh because it's like five big fat mm-hmm. fingers mm-hmm. on your on your eyelids, which is not pretty. No. <laughs> so um, anyhow, yeah, you want to do that, and then you'll have your brushes that we right. always provide as well. Um, but you know, the the more the better you are with the aftercare, the better the retention is going to be. So if you are are informed before going into it you know you're gonna have better results but lash lifts are great too because they're super low maintenance you explain the lash lift so um a lash lift is basically perming back your own natural lashes um so whatever you naturally have is just going to be lifted and tinted um super painless you lay there for about an hour it's like a three to three step maybe four step process Mm -hmm. depending if you get the tint or not um and then, yeah, n- hardly any aftercare. Yeah, there's Super virtually easy. none. The only thing that the difference between the two is the extensions. You're getting an extension, right. you know, so you're going to be getting something longer, thicker than what you naturally have. I mean, with the classic, you're only getting one of, you know, a one to one, so one extension per one lash. Right. But with the with the lift, you're only enhancing. What you have. What you have. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, just expectations for that. Well, um, it's a great service for either the lash lift, but especially lash extensions for Mm -hmm. any bride to be out there. And like you mentioned, for your engagement pictures. We also have women. This is just a kind of a side note. This is beyond the wedding when you get a baby bump. We have a lot of mothers that come in that are well along, like maybe even... Oh, I just had a girl yesterday the other day who's... weeks, right? Probably... Any day? Yeah. So what's great about that is that they still feel pretty after mm-hmm. after they give, gave birth too, and right. again the mascara is not all over the place, and um, and it's it's completely suitable for pregnant mm-hmm. women to get lash extensions. So that's kind of fun. Yep. Um, all right. Well, you want to move on to some skin, or do you have anything else to say about that? Um, just if you're gonna if you're thinking about getting it, just know for budget wise. Lash extensions can be anywhere for the initial application, anywhere from like one fifty to two fifty, and that mm-hmm. depends on you know classic hybrid volume, and then you know you have your fills. So if you are gonna, you know, get them done three months in advance, and you're probably gonna have to factor in some fill prices, and those are anywhere from fifty bucks to a hundred, just depending right. on 
some things. And then the lash lift, if that's the avenue you want to go down, either 75 for, well, at least for us, 75 yeah. for the lift and then 85 for lift and tint. I found that we're one of the most reasonably priced in town. Mm-hmm. And we have great reviews on Yelp and on Google with the lash lift, cause, and we do a ton of them. So, um, And we have clients that go from extensions to lash lift for a while then go back to extensions Mm -hmm. and they kind of just keep floating back and forth but wherever you go just do your research and ask to see pictures um make sure that they're doing a good job isolating all that jazz yeah for the extensions yes oh that actually reminds me because again we've had some reason a flood of new clients coming from other studios and from out of town so if you if the price seems too good to be true it definitely is. We mm-hmm. had one girl come in. I think she was, oh, I don't remember where she was from, maybe North Florida. And she had um, lash extensions done. She, one of her eyes was in a lot of pain from pulling. And when I looked at the work, there were these huge clumps of glue and lashes stuck together. And she had just had them done. And there was, she's paid $40 for them. Oh, no, no. So if, you're, if someone's charging $40 for lash extensions, for they're a just. Full set. For a full set. They literally just clumped on. And I've heard that they use wig glue Mm -hmm. a lot of times to make sure that stays on for a while without tear your lashes up. I couldn't do anything for her except except to slowly separate some of the lashes to give her. That can hurt. Yeah. Well, it made a better feeling for her. It wasn't tugging because five lashes next to her weren't tugging that, uh, you know, onto that um, mini strip or whatever it was but anyhow so be do your homework Mm -hmm. bottom line do your homework and we are perfectly open to like we have clients that travel up north for the summer and we look into other studios Mm -hmm. for them so if you have any questions at all you can always call us at lash spa studio as well in tampa florida um and ask us to do a little research for you if you live in i don't know nebraska or mm-hmm. chicago or something and we know the questions to ask these different studios right um to assure that you're going to get good results mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. all right transition? let's transition? transition to skincare okay um clear skin is so important for a bride photoshop can work wonders in a photo <laughs> but you know you're gonna be in front of a lot of people those days so um Let's let's just work from the inside out, shall we? Yeah, I mean, skin is an asset and an accessory these days. So I don't think there's any new news that having clear skin is a desirable thing. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I get a lot of brides in that has have done little to no skincare or skincare services professionally. And so we have to kind of start at ground zero mm-hmm. for some of these girls. And some of the people, that if they're... If they haven't done a lot, they probably don't have a very um, specific regimen that they right. use at home, maybe a couple of products. So I look at the whole picture when I have a new, uh, obviously a new client, any new client, but also with a bride. Again, we have to reverse engineer the time frame that we have mm-hmm. to her wedding. Some of the brides are really great. They'll come in like six months in advance. Usually that's because they have a condition right. that they really want to address, but they're being mindful that it takes some time to get to the best possible spot with the amount of time that we have. Um, And some brides come in, you know, maybe three weeks, four weeks before a wedding. And that's fine, too, because we can just do a freshen up, a clean up. Anytime you start something from zero to the first step, you're going to get results. That's the beauty. And it's kind of like exercise in a way. You're still, I always say the skin is like a muscle. You want to challenge it when it plateaus, but going, doing nothing versus doing something makes a difference. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the nice thing about getting started um 
so what about the people that come in and they don't, they've never done anything and then you get them on these professional medical grade products and they start to break out? What do you what do you do then? Well, it generally doesn't happen. And the reason why it doesn't happen is because I don't I, I push the envelope because of my experience, the amount of years. I know where to push it, where not to push it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shock the skin in that way. If I'm going to shock the skin, I'm going to shock in a very predictable way. Mm-hmm. Um, like a peel? Like a peel, sure. It's a controlled, I've said this before, but it's a controlled trauma. But I'm not going to get someone on eight products all of a sudden when they were using two. Mm-hmm. I really love it. I tell people, take a photograph of all your products. You don't have to bring them all. You don't have to schlep them all in. You can, but it's easier just to photograph everything you have. And then I can actually tell you exactly when to use something, what time of the day, why to use it and or not use it, mm-hmm. okay? And then this will start a regimen and our roadmap to improving the skin. So you may have a breakout here and there. We all get them. Um, I get it so every now and then when I use Retin-A, and that happens. And what it does is, that it, is it's accelerating something that's underneath the skin already. It doesn't produce a new breakout unless you're having an allergic reaction, okay. typically. So it's already something that's latent in the skin, and it speeds up the whole process of it. So that's usually you know how I approach it or how I think of mm-hmm. of approaching the skincare for someone a newbie so to speak I like to take it nice and easy at first let me get to know your skin a little bit and then from there then I'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing as as hard as we can with the appropriate protocol in place to get you where you need to be mm-hmm. um what do brides usually come in and asking for or like um, what are their main skin concerns if they don't already have you know a pre-existing problem. I think I find this more in a generational pockets. So the younger brides in their 20s, a lot of congestion. They might just start seeing the beginning of some um, some sun damage. Mm-hmm. So those people are really the easiest to handle and easiest to make the, the quickest change. Um, as we approach later years, um, you know, lax- laxity of the skin, certainly sun damage again, fine lines, um, and just the overall glow and health of the skin mm-hmm. we want to That's address. That's what I would ask for, something. I just want to look glowy on my big day. Right. Sure. And so this is what our goal is, is to make your skin look as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. But without without making it really difficult, I always find if you make things too difficult, they won't follow through with right. it. So I do try to back, come back to a place of simplicity and look at their lifestyle. Like, I'll get a lot of plain Janes in and you know darn well they're not they don't wear hardly any makeup to begin with they wear their hair back all the time they're in sweatpants you know it's just kind of a, their lifestyle i have to take that in consideration at least i i choose to take it into consideration for success mm-hmm. you know to see are they really going to use eight products probably not right. so i'm not going to sell them eight products and have them disappointed mm-hmm. um so what would you recommend if say somebody gets engaged and they want to make their skin a priority before their big day. How many, what's the timing that you would suggest? So again, it kind of comes back down to what we need to address or what bothers them. I always ask them what bothers them first because something that I might see blaring might not be of concern to them. So that's, my opinion doesn't matter as far as that goes. So I find out what is their biggest concern first. A lot of people just say, my skin's just kind of blah, I'm really congested. My first step is always to do a deep cleansing facial. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they even come in for a Jesner peel. I don't always start 
with appeal. A lot of times I'll start getting to know their skin. Like I can touch their skin and I start to feel. I can feel if there's a lot of slip or a lot of drag. That means if there's a lot of slip, they're more oily. If there's actually drag and your fingers literally drag across their skin when you're cleansing it, then that means that they're they're a lot drier. Mm -hmm. So then those sort of things are indicators to me as to as I'm working to what we need to do. And I there's not a set plan. I mean, I wish I could write it exactly down on paper. It's more intuitive in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. But you do know, like I know the arsenal I have to work with. And I've been doing this for 18 years. So I kind of combine all of those together to have a custom situation mm-hmm. for the person. So I would say, if I were to say something, six months ahead of schedule, ahead of your wedding is ideal. Okay, okay. especially if you want to address pigmentation or texture issues, or if you have scarring, things of that nature. I'm going to try to work my the hardest to get your skin to the best possible result. Mm-hmm. And maybe the makeup artist has to pick up where I left off and maybe the editing process and the photography, but we are still going to, it's an important facet to get you to a much smoother skin palette for your big day. Okay. Um, so what are some of the fees associated with these facial services? So I do, I'm pretty affordable because I want people to use the service and to be consistent. So I usually do a deep cleansing facial for about $75. Mm-hmm. If we do any sort of add-ons, um, maybe $15, $20 more, I might do a light peel, an enzyme peel, or a retinol mask. Um, and then we move up from there. So if we do any of the stronger peels, I'll sell generally about a series of three. I don't typically go over a series of three. I know some people out there will say differently. But for me, again, I treat the the skin like a muscle. So usually right at the third of the series, it's time to shift gears. Mm -hmm. So whether you shift it to microneedling or, you know, some other type of service that you'd like to challenge the skin again. Um, But most of the peels will start about 125 and um, move up to 200. Mm -hmm. And then the microneedling is at 185. And then usually get like a 20% off when you do a series of three. The services, they don't take a lot of time. Right. You know, I think the deep cleansing facial takes the most time that I do, and that's about 45 to 50 minutes. And then other than that, the Jesner peels, the peels are really quick. quick yeah. They're like 20, 30 minutes. And then you come in about seven days later to do a dermaplaning, so that helps rid any of the extra dead skin on mm-hmm. the... Um, uh, usually it's haloed around, so closer to your ears and your um, hairline, and then your neck and chest, and I include the hands, too, oh, nice. particularly if you're a little bit older. And, uh, yeah, so you are going to experience some peeling after a Jesner, so that's three days after you have the initial application. So we want to, again, decide what the best timing for you. If you're a professional, often my professionals come in on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. So by Friday, they're peeling mm-hmm. and have the weekend appeal. But if I know you're going on the boat this weekend, I'll see you on Monday. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but it's very customizable. Say about three months, I'm sorry, six months for anyone with specific conditions, about three months before the wedding day. Awesome. Very cool. So also, we won't do anything too close to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Usually we stop everything seven days before the wedding itself. And that even includes a deep cleansing facial or dermaplaning. But I do love to dermaplane about a week before the wedding. The and that skin just helps your makeup sit on so much beautiful. prettier. It's beautiful. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue our Instant Pretty wedding series. We mm-hmm. have some very cool people coming in. Yeah. They're going to talk all things hair and makeup, um, trends, wedding trends, 
some cool things. So, so yep, dresses and fitness. Mm-hmm. So getting your body in shape and yeah, we've got some nice uh, nice wedding lineup for you guys. So I'm Talia Keen and I'm Abby Kiefer and we appreciate you listening today and find us on Instagram at Instant Pretty Podcast. Stay pretty, America. Stay pretty. This is a flavor of Tampa Bay with Ian Beckles and Tracy Guida Quick Fix on Radio Influence Tampa Bay. The Davis Island area, we were just there the other day. I was seeing my boy Dave from 220 East, and Dave has wonderful food there. Then we went to the coffee shop next door, which was called what? Do you remember? Davis Island Coffee Company. Davis Island Coffee Company. I mean, how how... How long has that little area been flourishing? Because I've been to 220 East for a while, but it just seems like a lot of things are popping up in, in, in that little area. They are. I think it's it's an area where you have certain restaurants that are well-established. They've been mm-hmm. there 20 years, and so their anchors, the community is well aware of them. But then you also have new places like us coming in. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of nice for the community. It gives them something to try, um, and hopefully they continue to support us. Flavor of Tampa Bay with Ian Beckles and Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and ritampabay.com.